We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Although during the week when there's one game, they'll do the one, two days. They'll slate. add it in, yeah. Or they'll just add a Dutch game for no reason. <laughs> Why not? Uh. <laughs> We're a fickle bunch, the DFS soccer community. It's like. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Starting Eleven. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire, joined by Jordan Cooper on this Tuesday to talk about what happened all the way back on Saturday uh, during our Premier League stuff. Jordan, how'd it go? Uh, I'm broadcasting live from the bottom of the cliff. Ah, if it makes you feel any better, my pick'em dominance is over as well. Oh, you did not two in a row. I, the the streak. Turned out not to even become a streak. <laughs> it was a one-time deal. Starting to look a little fluky, so hopefully I'll bounce back somehow. But um, I think I successfully got every single tier wrong. So very similar to, to my classic lineup of, <laughs> of getting every every possible p- the pivot of those. Pl- every, if I would have made every decision differently, I would have been fine. 
mm-hmm. uh, but I made every decision wrong. Hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty I, much. I, I was on the right track, just the wrong players. Okay. Well, there's some encouraging. No, that, well, it's a game of players, so who cares if you're <laughs> like, okay, I think Crystal Palace could do could do well. So I'm mm-hmm. going to take, uh, I'll take Kabai and I'll take yep. Van Anholt, and anyone else would have been better on Crystal Palace. Right, right. Um, you got Salah right. Well, that's that's not that hard. And if, <laughs> if you can, if you consider that to be right, that's true. I mean, did he? Did uh, you 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 could have not had him and cashed. So yep. that wasn't, you know, that, that it wasn't a given. And I mean, that, that that having that be the decision on your slate on whether or not you play Salah, like I I I think you play him because you could make a lineup regardless. I mean, yep. the lineups that I saw cashing, like they had Salah. And I mean, like you you didn't you didn't need to not fade him or play another Liverpool player. You didn't have to play two Liverpool players if you if you held out and said I'm going to play Milner that. You know, beat you in the ass because he right. didn't start. But I mean, it's it's really it came down to you know what mid range players did you play? What the, the four or five k level? Which ways did you go? And uh, if you didn't go the right way, then you lost goalkeeper, obviously. Mm-hmm. Although it didn't play as much of a part because no. there was I mean there was only two clean sheets. Uh, right. But I mean, it, it, were goal- there that many? Yeah, Huddersfield oh, and Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Liverpool. Yep. So if you paid up, you were fine. And then pretty much all the other goalkeepers were about the same. But, I mean, of course, yeah. I had Schmeichel with negative one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I had Pickford, and he was only at six, so. Yeah, but that's a seven-point difference. It is. Yep. And it adds up. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people. A lot of people had Pickford, which makes perfect sense. I mean. If you're not playing any Swansea players, mm-hmm. like that, the problem with me when it came when it came to like I didn't want to play Schmeichel, just that I wasn't playing any Burnley players, right? Since I was not playing Berger Mudson, I'm not playing any. I mean, I wasn't playing either their fullbacks, mm-hmm. so I look I, I look around and go, well, who I'm playing Palace, so uh, I, I mean from the lower end. I mean, obviously my attitude was if you're not going to pay up for Carius, don't pay up for any of the favorite keepers. Yes, that I agreed with that. So it's like, do it. I'm playing too much Palace to take the Brighton keeper. I'm playing too much. I'm playing uh, uh, Huddersfield. I'm playing. I'm playing guys in the Huddersfield Watford game. Mm-hmm. I re- I'd, I'd re- rather not take that. And like, I'm playing Everton, and I'm, I'm in GPP. I'm playing Swansea players and Cash. I played Key, mm-hmm. and I played Jordan Ayew in GPP. And Olsen kind of whatever. So it's like, I don't want to take Pickford. It's like, okay, give me Schmeichel. I mean, what? what's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to second guess goalkeepers. Yeah. It just so right, happened exactly. to not work out and it is what it is. But had, uh, had Bergen not played and we got, you know, even if Nkudu wasn't in, and even if I was going to decide to play in a Westwood or a Lennon or, well, then less likely I would have Schmeichel mm-hmm. also. But I. Mm-hmm. Looked around. I, right. the, the the main the main guy that killed me was Kabai. Yeah, <clears throat> I um, I didn't end up on Kabai. I'm trying to see the the only we only had two um, similar players, which I feel like doesn't happen. Or yeah, two. One was Salah, and the other one was Roberto Pereira, who I was going back and forth between whether I wanted Pereira or Will Hughes when we saw Holobus wasn't in, because uh, I had Holobus in my lineup. Um, and 
taking him out, it was like, how am I going to spend this money? I ended up deciding to play Salah and Milner, uh, mostly because the line I didn't like the lineup I built with Salah and Milner, but I disliked the one I without Salah slightly more. So it was like, well, I'm, if I'm going to go down, I may as well go down with Salah because I assume everyone will have him. And when I decided to pay up for Milner, it was more, do I think I'll get more out of Milner and a few of these other guys that I was throwing in or Kabai and Key? How much was Key? 57. He was overpriced. Yeah, that was kind of the weird area. And I played Tom Carroll. Um, so, like, Key wasn't he was in that range where I wasn't considering mostly because I had decided to play Carroll, but like going in thinking like, Oh, I have Tom Carroll and Roberto Pereira in my midfield spots. Theoretically, I thought I had Milner and it's like, I don't like this that much either, but it just, I didn't, the extra money that I was going to get, get by fading Salah. I just didn't feel like there was anywhere to go. I didn't really want to pay for Mares. I ended up playing Demerai gray and because Albrighton was out, um, Gray I paid was up a good for Leighton pick. Baines. Yeah, right. I mean, yep. I played great in GPP. Yeah. I mean, I can say. I mean, I I looked at for for cash as well. But I mean, I just like I'm going to play Salah. I'm going to play Rooney. Uh, I mean, you could play. I was going to play. I was going to play Belasi over Rooney, and when I decided to play Carroll, that kind of meant I didn't have to. I didn't like the. I feel like both of them were kind of limited. Belasi because he doesn't pay, take set pieces, and Rooney because that's all he does. Um, but I mean, he wasn't that bad, Rooney. No, but I mean, Belasi got a better score for his yeah salary. Yeah, but I mean, I played Belasi in GPP. I mean, I just didn't want. I mean, I don't want to take like three Everton players. Like, I didn't want to take Baines sure. and Rooney and like, like Everton on paper looks like they should beat Swansea, but they're still an underdog. They're still not a good team, regardless. So, like, I'll take one of them. But I'm not going to take. I'm not going whole hog into Everton in a cash lineup. So yeah. that's why I'm I'm trying to take players from as many different teams as possible, other than like the second biggest favorite, which was Crystal Palace. Which in I mean, you're saying second biggest, but I mean Liverpool was the overwhelmingly biggest. Sure, and then sure. Crystal Palace was whatever. Like, uh, but I thought at home against Brighton. But I'm looking at do I play Kabai? Do I play Townsend in a forward spot? So yep. I don't have to play Rooney or Belasi. I tried to go that way, and I'm like, if I go that way, I still would rather play Belasi at 4,800 than some of these midfielders. So if I'm going to play Belasi in a midfield spot, I might as well just play him in the forward spot and not play Townsend, and then play right. Kabai instead. That yep. I mean, that, that was my thinking there. And then the defenders were just, I could play 14 of these players. I mean... It's just a matter of who I wanted. And if I'm putting more stock into Crystal Palace, I'm like, give me give me an attacking fullback. And I'm like, okay, give me Patrick Van Anholt. Like, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about playing him, but like, okay, clean No sheet. one ever is. Right, clean sheet. But he gets forward. Why not? Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, I played Hadadrenage for Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. I thought Huddersfield had, had a good shot of winning that game. I mean, I'm taking a look at these last couple of weeks into the season. And putting more stock into relegation sides sure. than I am for top sides or and definitely mid-table sides. 
Like I'm, yeah, I'm mid table is just they've they got nothing to play for at this point. Yeah, right. Well, I'm I'm in comparison to a relegation candidate opponent. Right. Like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take. Uh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have taken West Brom to beat Man United, but they did. Uh, but but those types of situations where like, yeah, I'm not gonna take the motivational side against a you know top four side, and like put all my eggs into that basket. Sure. against other mid-table. Like, that's why, like, Huddersfield-Watford, it's like Huddersfield need three points here. If you take a look at the rest of their schedule, like, their last yeah, four they games, need, yeah. right, they need their points now. So they want to get a, a three points at home. Not one, but three. So it's like, I'm I'm hesitant on playing Carnesis in goal. I'm hesitant. I mean, I'm more looking to play Huddersfield. I'm looking to play Pritchard, which I did. I yep. could have played Pritchard over Key. Uh, that would have been slightly better. I still would have gone off the cliff, so it wouldn't have mattered. But I did play Pritchard in GPP. Uh, and that's why, like, even with Swansea. Like, Swansea needs a win more than Everton needs a win. So I'm more sure. inclined to yeah. look at Swansea players. Burnley-Leicester, neither of them care. Like, that, you know, Burnley's... I mean, Burnley may actually, you know, the, the, possibly get they a Europa spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Leicester's We kind of joke that the top teams want to avoid Europa. But, like, Burnley's a club that would really benefit for qualifying for Europa. Right, just like uh, a couple of years ago in uh, Fulham. <clears throat> yep. And Fulham made the Europa final. Silly. Right. They lost to Atletico, but whatever. <laughs> uh, did you consider multiple Liverpool pieces much? Yeah, I considered playing Salah and Milner together, knowing that obviously I'm switching to Ox or something. Right. But I wasn't considering like a combination of like Milner-Firmino or something. I, I, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like either Salah think, and somebody else. Right. It's either that. And I tried doing that. And then it's hard. To, it would, to me, on this past slate, it's it was hard to go down at defense. Like, significantly enough that it mattered. Mm-hmm. Like, there, to me, there was no... I didn't play Ezekiel Scalato. I, I, I had 3,700 for Brighton, which was the cheapest fullback, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yep. But, like, any of the other... Like, we're still talking in the 4,200, right? To take a Burnley. I played Kyle Naughton. Yeah, but, but that was forty-four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's still forty. And Naughton. Right. But yep. but you're still that's not cheap, cheap. No, not at all. Right. So like, if I could go all the way down to a, a thirty-four hundred, a thirty-five, you know, that range, take two in that range, and then be able to pay up elsewhere. Okay, I would have considered doing that with no holobus because then it's like there's really no defender worth paying for here. But there's also no defender that's cheap enough that a forty. $4,200 guy and a $4,800 guy. I just, just take the one that you think is going to do better. Right. For the 600 Yeah. Well, you're paying $600. you I paid for Hatterjernage for the you know, crosses or whatever. Like, I, I could have taken Kyle Nott. You're right. I could have taken someone for 300 cheaper. But what am I getting from that? I'm, I'm taking the 300 and what am I doing with it? Nothing. Mm-hmm. There's not that. Where can I significantly upgrade? Nowhere. I'm just going to take what I, what I thought was going to be the best. Patrick Van Arnold for 5200 is overpriced. But it's like, do it. I could take Leighton Baines, which is who I considered. And then, mm-hmm. what do I do with the five hundred? I go from Schmeichel to, to someone. I mean, like, where do I put it? Nowhere. Or I put it from. I take go from Key and I go to Pritchard. I could do that. Either way, I still wouldn't have cashed. So I look at all that, going, I'm off the cliff, no matter what. <laughs> like Kabai is the main culprit of why I'm off the cliff, mm-hmm. because him only getting three points and. The opportunity cost of me not playing, like Townsend, right? 
which wasn't like playing Zaha, but I, I, I don't consider Zaha to be a cash play. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of him much. Right. I look at him in the same. I mean, he's better, but I look him in the same realm of Balassi. But I'm willing to pay forty eight hundred, right? Eight hundred instead of eighty four hundred or whatever Zaha right. was. Right. The same yeah. thing for Berg and Mudson. Like I'm not, I'm not paying nine thousand. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'd like, but still, but that, but I could play Kabai and then go and put Rooney in and do slightly overpriced defenders. Like I, I paid the premium for all my players. Right. I didn't get a discount anywhere. I was pay. I was paying efficient or above market rate for my players. I mean, even Salah was above market rate of what his efficiency would be on a slate like this. And I got their floors. So so (laughs) I overpaid for their floors. They got their floors, but other people were able to get better point per dollar value out of more of their spots. And, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, 14 points from the cash line Mm -hmm. or even more in some double ups. I was, I was, well, I mean, I'm way, I was, I was digging in a ditch at the bottom of the cliff. (laughs) <laughs> like, can I can I go even further down? Um. Yeah, it's. I mean, we we kind of make the. It's not a joke, but like we make the point of like you, some guys you have to pay for their floor, and rarely do do they all hit their floor, but only hit their floor together. Like usually you'll have like one or two guys who hit their floor, and everybody else is like well above it. And I don't know. Is that bad luck, or is it something else? No, I mean that's a, it's the range of outcomes. I mean that's mm-hmm. is what it is. I don't think people that cash got like a luck box goal, or there wasn't like a chalk punt goal or something somewhere. Right, right. That that that's why I, I I go through my head. I go through my lineup construction. You know, after the slate, and go what what decisions would have made it better, and the only decision in my lineup that would have been to play Kabai because it's not a matter of, well, do I play Kabai or, or Pritchard? And then I just stick Pritchard in instead. Mm-hmm. Like most likely if I don't play Kabai, I still want to play more crystal palace. So then I play Townsend who's 1800 more, which means I can't play key, which means right. now the whole construction starts changing. Mm-hmm. And now once I start changing all that construction, like that point total, if I would have built that type of lineup would have, came closer to cashing. Right. Uh, did you consider Mahrez at all? Yeah, for a half a second, sure. Yeah. But that's okay. a, but that's the thing of, like, I can't play Kabai with Mahrez. Yep. It's still it's still a matter of, of taking Salah and then taking a 8 to 9K player rather right. than going back, right. taking Salah and then trying to go as balanced as possible in the rest of your spots. Like, other, Pereira is my cheapest player. And that includes defenders. Yeah. Right? So, like, I went balanced as much salary-wise. Mm-hmm. If I did, if I went less balanced, that would have been a better construction. The options that I would have had, regardless of which ones, because instead of taking Rooney now, because I'm going up, let's say I put in Mares in that spot, in the second forward spot. Mm-hmm. Well, now, like, now it's more, now I can play Belasi in a midfield spot also, right? Then I could I could possibly go down and maybe take a shot on Carroll and Pereira, and then I go down and maybe I do take Shalato, 
right? And then I, I and had her Janage, so I don't pay more than forty five hundred for a defender. And then I go maybe uh, I you know I take taking Begovic, like I probably wouldn't have gone that way, but over any of the other goalkeepers would have been just as perfectly fine, regardless. Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. I look at. I just look at the c- construction type, not necessarily the specific players. Right. If I would have, if I would have gotten less balanced with the rest of the non-Salah players, my options would have been better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I was considering. Like, I mean, I was not going to play Zaha in cash. Yeah. 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 yeah he's never a cash consideration for you. Um, before we jump to my next question, a quick note from one of our sponsors. Hey there, fantasy players. We've got some news for you. Starting 11 is out with a fresh new version of its daily fantasy soccer app, and it's time to get in on the action. Now in starting 11, you can challenge managers from across the world for cash in head-to-heads, 50-50s, and winner-take-all Premier League contests. Download now on iOS and Android at www.starting11.io. That's starting one. Remember, on Starting 11, you build an 11-player roster free from any salary cap restrictions. And best of all, instead of seeing injuries, substitutions, or poor performance ruin your chance for cashing in, Starting 11 lets you make up to three substitutions to your fantasy squad during live play, just like a real manager. So if one of your players is having an off day, you can get him off the pitch. And if a player you don't have is terrorizing the defense, you can get him into your lineup. So head over to www.starting11.io now to download on your iPhone or Android device. Where... uh, where was key in your build? The last the last guy in. Okay, because he was the by far. I mean, he was. I don't even want to play him, uh, but it's nine fifty eight, right? And I'm done tinkering because, like, I'm not. I don't like anything I'm putting together. <laughs> was there, was there any thought that you were that you wanted to play Tom Carroll but didn't because he disappointed the week before? Well, I thought with key in that Carroll's value goes down. I thought that was easy. I think he's mm-hmm. going to come in and take set pieces. I think they had a game. I think he had a game back when he didn't. Although I think that was the Klukas game, so maybe that. Right. I lo- yeah. I looked. I looked in the all the all the matchups in the past, and like, and once Key started taking set pieces, like he took them all. I mean, he took right. them. If he's on the field, if he comes off, and then someone else does. Mm-hmm. So all the other times, that's why once once I saw him on, I'm like, well, Carroll's not an option. I mean, I'm not high on Swansea, but I'm still. I'm not not high on Swansea. That's why right. I would pick for yeah, ownership. Have to fade Swansea. <laughs> right. Well, Pickford's ownership was high, so that means a lot of people didn't take anyone from Swansea. Most probably, like I was, I was more towards Swansea than doing something like that. That's why I didn't mm-hmm. have Pickford. But I understand why people played Pickford. If you weren't going to play any Swansea players and you weren't going to play any Burnley players, like I, I'll take Pickford over Schmeichel, and that I. Yeah. I think Burnley's a better team than Swansea. So I'm going to take the keeper against Swansea if I'm not playing any Swansea. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't playing any Swansea not because I wanted to play Keys, because I wanted to play Jordan Ayew. Right. I played him in GPP. Or I wanted to play one of the defenders. I played like Olsen and Ayew together. Something like yep. that. In cash, I wasn't thrilled about playing anyone from Swansea. Yeah, because IU wasn't a cash consideration. Right, for I wasn't going to play. Right, why would I? I'm going to play Kabai over him. But we mm-hmm. see with Crystal Palace now. Now they're a mess. <laughs> Luka Milivojevic Mil- takes them. Yeah, he's taking then... some of them now. I mean, like he's actually he, Luka's showing some open play value. Yeah, he is. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm ever going to make that jump. The problem is he scores too many penalties. His price is too expensive. 
Like I think you would you could legitimately play him now if he was forty five hundred. Right. If it was Charlie Adam priced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was the Charlie Adam Crystal not Palace even, guy. Not even that low. I think you I think up to five thousand feels a little hot, meaning forty nine and below. But I think yeah, maybe forty five hundred. I feel like every time I think of Adam it's like thirty two hundred, but Maybe I'm just no. I think the last slate or whatever that he was like actually active, he was like 4,400 or something. He was 44. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I feel like if he was in that range, I would play him. But these penalties just knock his price yeah, way too high for me. But you to... can't. You can't make any decisions based on penalties. No, I know that's what I mean. But I'm saying the price is what's pushing his penalty. His um, excuse me, the penalties are pushing his price up to a point where I would not pay that. Right, because they're that's goal- what I mean. They're goals in his game logs, but they're non-predictive goals. Exactly. Even if the last one was a free kick from right. Javinko range. But yeah, I can't... I agree. Like, what do you do with Palace? Townsend has the most highest open play value. Just yeah. he's, he's expensive now. Mm-hmm. It right. depends on their next matchup. I mean, on the next... I mean, we'll do a preview podcast, but they're away to Watford. Okay, so this will be a time to play Crystal Palace players. Mm-hmm. Right, but still, I I I'd, I'd avoid the midfield. Yeah, I just I, I, how do you play either of them? Right, I just at this point, if they both start together, like I can't, I can't not for six k. Right, I can't pay if one of them. I mean, most likely, Luca would be in more so than Kabai. But Luca's like the defensive midfielder. Yeah, you can't. He's a poor man's Aaron Moy. Right. With penalties, I guess. Right. With eight penalties or nine, whatever the ridiculous number he has this year. Right. If I'm going to get Palace exposure, I, probably the top option is Townsend. Yeah. But you're paying for it now. And then now it's not cheap anymore. Exactly. So that's why in the next slate, it's like I look at, I, I take a look at the, the slate that's coming up that we'll preview on Thursday. Uh, let's see what matches would be on. Like this, would this be a, a Townsend slate? I was going to say, I think they will probably do a Sunday because there's only two matches Saturday and one of them is the early game. Oh, yeah, there's you're three right. games on. It's a weird, it's a like yeah, delayed this... because FA Cup is this weekend. Oh, and also we have all these two game, yeah, one game slates throughout the week or whatever. Right. right. Yeah, I don't know. What what will be on Thursday? Because uh, there's two games on Thursday. Yeah. Then they, there's two on Saturday and then three on Sunday. Well, it, I, I, I'm i pretty sure they're not going to do a Saturday-Sunday slate. I assume not. I mean, I would like that, but they're not. It's going to be a two-game slate and a three-game slate. Although during the week when there's one game, they'll do the one-two-day slate. They'll add it in, yeah. Or they'll just add a Dutch game for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh <laughs> We're a fickle bunch, the DFS soccer community. It's like, mm-hmm. we want lot, mm-hmm. we want big sl- we these Champions League slates. Why can't they be four-game slates? Mm-hmm. Right? And then we look at it like a, a three-game EPL slate during the mid— and the, Well, we'll add the fourth game because you guys like large states. But it's a Dutch game that yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. the, like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> a little Champions League— A little Copa Italia, maybe? Right. That would be right. Exactly. Do that. Like, second division, Italy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, well, here's an extra game. Well, thank you, thank you for mm-hmm. me to have to now start. You asked for it, but I didn't. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell we're we'll talking about on Thursday. Yeah, that'll be. I assume it's a, it'll be the three game slate on Sunday, and the two game. We'll print the two game. 
Yeah, we can. Sure. Yeah. Why if not? there well, is no, a two the two game, game is a seven thirty. Right. It's a seven. But will they make? You know, what they'll I, have. Yeah, that'll be the. <laughs> they'll call it the EPL all day. Right, It'll and be then over by noon. Right, and the ten a.m. slate will be the Watford Crystal Palace game combined with who knows what else is going on at ten o'clock, some Syria um, game or La Liga or something. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Okay, mid to the there's habit. a Celta Vigo and Valencia at ten uh, fifteen. Great, and uh, Marseille and Lille at uh, eleven. Gr- so we'll have staggered starts. Perfect. Yeah, Marseille, my favorite team, even even right. better. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've been I've been keeping up with uh, with Ligon, I guess, because I'm not playing many of these interleague slates. But Marseille oh, yeah. is, is basically like if you take Pi, it Tavan scores. Right. Right. It's that. It's it's that team. Yep. And you can't take both of them because they're both too expensive. Because they're right. Eleven five. Right. Mm-hmm. So you take one of them, and the other one scores. Right. Or or you take the one that ends up coming off at sixty minutes for no reason. <laughs> but yeah, that one will be better at least. Yeah, but the sun, but the sun. Well, the Sunday slate is eight thirty, eight thirty, eleven thirty. Right, with Man City in a late game. Perfect. Man right. City after they win the title. Right, which means late, you don't in know, the late game. Right, yeah. Who who knows who starts? Yes. Right. We right. This is starting to feel like like uh, late season NBA. It, it's exactly. What, I mean, late season anything is pretty bad, and uh, there's just. I mean. But the relegation soccer, teams. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Soccer at yeah. least is better than yes. the American sports because yes. like the teams on the bottom are actually trying to win as opposed to lose. Right, right. So they're gonna play <laughs> their best players. Right. 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 Yeah. And then we have the and there's a Monday match. Which uh let's see. Monday oh that'll be a three game slate. Girona excuse me, Girona. Verona, Genoa. Everton, Newcastle, and Bilbao, Levante. Stellar matchups. And probably a Dutch game. Right, because you got to throw in a Dutch game to everything. Mm-hmm. No matter mm-hmm. what. What time? Uh, it doesn't matter. It could be a baseball slate. Throw in a Dutch soccer game. <laughs> Why not? AZ Alkmaar. Got to get right. him on. Right. I'd say go to Yahoo, but some, some of you can't anymore. Some of you can't anymore, yeah. Yahoo closing up shop in the UK following FanDuel's lead. Ugh. But yeah, I'm mostly disappointed. I cashed in everything in my classic lineups, but I'm actually much more disappointed about Pick'em. <laughs> You're disappointed about Pick'em? Total fail. What was your Pick'em lineup? <clears throat> uh, tier 1, I had Mares. Let me just uh, scroll to whoever finished first. I picked Mares over Sadio Mane. I think Firmino was in that group as well. Okay, but, but was Salah, Salah was not in any tier. Salah was not in anything, right, correct. Okay. Um, tier 2, I took Ox because I think I originally took Milner but had to switch to Ox, which I did in my classic lineup. And from the look of it, uh, Andrus Townsend was the call in Tier 2. Uh, tier 3, I went Kabai, which you, you know. You right, out. you're dead. Um, it looks like Theo Walcott might be the highest scoring guy there in Tier 3, somehow nearly 50% owned. Uh, tier 4, I went Pritchard okay. instead of Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah, which crushed. I had no chance there. Yep. Right. Uh, tier five, I went Robertson, Andrew Robertson, who was okay, but he was not Glenn Murray, because of course you take Glenn Murray in that situation. Oh, Milivojevic was also in tier five, and um, Jurgen Lacadia, who had an assist and literally nothing else, which is pretty impressive actually. And then tier six, I had uh, Demarai Gray, and the guy who finished first had Rooney, so maybe I got that one right. Right. Well, Gray was okay. Yeah, Gray was good. So I got one out of six, which. 
um, for those who don't play pick them often is not enough to, to cash. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the ownership, though. True. Oh, it looks like Bert Goodmanson was tier one as well. So I lost. I was. I didn't even have the. Oh, and so was Zaha. Oh, that there it was. Yeah, there, there's there's yeah. all the the guy who won this. What is, what am I even clicking on? Pick him three hundred dollar striker. Um, the guy who won did not have Zaha in tier one, but apparently made it up elsewhere. Vardy well, was in tier two instead of Townsend. Right, well, Whatever that, it was, I was Alexander way off Arnold everywhere. crushed in that tier. He did, <clears throat> and he probably he was, was no, no, he was in tier four. Yeah, but he was probably decently owned. Uh, 8.5%. Oh, okay. Not, not, not much, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chris Wood was in that tier as well. But I successfully picked all of the guys who didn't score goals, but got tier six right. Well, good. As long as yeah. you got tier six right. That's yeah. That's all that matters, right? Right. Because you get extra points for... Oh, no. No, you don't. No. No, but you had a cash lineup. You had a cash pickup lineup. Right. Correct. Which ish, um, whatever. Which, but... Yeah, I built a cashish because I mostly I play, played a few double ups and uh, I'm a, I'm a one one lineup guy anyway, so I just throw it all in. And uh, yeah, they didn't uh, they didn't cash in cash lineup in cash contests either. Well, so. Can't win them all and pick them. Apparently, apparently, I thought I could, but uh, a fifty percent uh, success rate so far in the last two, which uh, is not quite good enough. I'm sure I'll bounce back on this uh, three three game slate on Sunday. Oh God! Anyway. Stud, studying study the Eredivisie. You gotta you uh, never know when they're gonna throw in a Dutch game out of the blue. I don't know if they do pick them for interleague. That sounds like a lot of work. They're gonna if they're gonna do Australian rules football. Who knows? Maybe. I think that's next. They uh, sent out that email making it sound like they might do tennis, but no. It's like, were you interested in rugby or Australian rules football? No. We're opening in Australia. How about that? Well, that may get soccer people. Hopefully. We may get soccer. Well, we didn't get it in the UK. It'll be, yeah. It'll be big for the NBA. They love their basketball down there. Yeah, but it, it's, to, to me, it's not, it has nothing to do with, like, the, the audience. It has to do with the, the, the marketing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, st- I still think that, that DraftKings... Yeah, I think all most of the DFS platforms get get their mark, get their their positioning wrong. Mm-hmm. I I think daily fantasy, like you, the two user bases that you that you need to get from, like they go way too much after fantasy people. Like, hey, the guy, you know, the, you do you do like an office fantasy baseball league, you know, fantasy football league type of thing. Well, you could do daily and play on, you know, DraftKings or Yahoo or FanDuel. And yeah. I go, those people don't, like, the conversion rate on them is going to be garbage. Yep. You want to get the sports betters. Yes. Because daily fantasy, the difference between regular season-long fantasy and daily fantasy is action. And if you play poker or any type of, you know, any I, type say, I think that poker as well, they need to. Right. But it's still it's after. it's it's action based. It's like you make something, something happens, you get rewarded immediately. Like there's something to watch. Like I'm rooting for something right now, like season long fantasy baseball. Like how much quote action is there in like I have a starting pitcher that's going to pitch 30 times this year. Like the guy gives up a home run. I'll be like, oh, that sucks. But like. Over the course of a long season, that may not matter much. I right. don't really care, right? 
Oh, he got 10 strikeouts today. Isn't that great? But how much does it affect the standings right now? Not enough for me to get all that excited about. But if all is that matters is today, yes, 10 strikeouts in seven innings is great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch every pitch of that. Like, But that that's a sports betting mentality. And regular fantasy players, season-long fantasy players, are playing for pride. They're playing against their friends. Sure. Right? Like, that's why the, the whole the daily fantasy, like, come here and play daily fantasy against your friends. It's like you're mixing two mentalities together. They're not committed enough. Like, daily fantasy is the type of thing, like, I would love more so a season-long league with friends, quote, if I had any, that uh, was daily like, we played, it was MLB, but we played daily fantasies. It's just that our points would accrue over the course of a season. Yep. But the thing I mean, is... you could do that. Of course you could do that. But the invest... People that... Normal, regular people that play fantasy sports are not doing daily transactions. Like that. No. Are not, yeah. are not paying attention enough to do that. That, you know, they want weekly. And, you know, that's the old whole thing about... Uh, season long of like when you played on like the free leagues on Yahoo with your friends, it's like, you always have two or three guys that just gave up on their teams and just never changed them. It's like, Oh, those are free wins now because their injured quarterback is still in their starting lineup. Right. Like that type of thing. And they're trying to market towards the serious people that are like, don't you hate your free leagues that, that ha- well, now you could just, a new game starts every day and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's still they're They're not doing it for the money. Yeah. But they put like 50 bucks in a pot. Bunks the 10 of them, and then the winner gets half of the pot, whatever. It's like, like that's just, like, that's the secondary motive. Of right, it. The yeah. main thing is to beat your friends. So, like, daily fantasy is more towards, like, I want, I'm going to play for five bucks, and I'm going to make 500. Like, that's a different mentality. So trying to convert, like, that's why, expanding to Australia or the UK or whatever. Like, in the UK, you have to go after the sports betting market. Not that necessarily you could go after FPL guys, but most likely FPL aren't going to pay for anything. But sports bettors will sports bet. But since it's all legal over there, you have to have a much more compelling case than, hey, it's kind of like prop betting. Like, right. yeah, but they could ar- already do that. Like, it's more. <laughs> it's like prop betting, but harder. Right, but harder. Come play. Right. right. So that's, I w- to, to I me, will that's say the that difference. I... I had a season-long fantasy football team league switch over to a DraftKings league. And everyone in it basically said, like, we'll never go back to season-long. Like, this, that format was better. The problem is it was better because it was once a week. And baseball, you can't... It's right, like, base, right. You can't do that. Right, NBA, I mean, everything. Right, none of the other sports you can do. You used to be able to do it in soccer. And then we started getting Dutch league games. But, I mean, if you just wanted to play, like, Premier League. You could do Premier League every week, right. yes. Or something like that. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, NFL, It. I mean, it's perfect. Only because they only play once a week, and mo- nearly all the games are on one day. Right. Like, it's, like, tailor-made for that for, for the it's daily perfect. format. Right. Now, once they have the Thursday game, and then they occasionally have a Saturday, and then the Monday night game, the Sunday night game, because that's for TV ratings and everything. Sure, but, I mean... And also injury reporting and like, it's like you, most, you could say most of the time throughout the course of a week, 
you're tinkering on like what lineup to set rather than I don't even know what decisions I'm going to make until 11 a.m. on Sunday. Right. Like in daily, there is some of that because there may be like someone that's questionable and be like, well, if the starting running back is out, like I'm going to play the backup running back that's going to see 70 percent of the carries at that cheap of a price. Like that type of thing. But you're you're even predicting that beforehand going, I'm either going to play this guy, and if the starting running back is in, then I have to have a different construction. Mm -hmm. But at that point, it's like that's the only – most of the time when I played season-long fantasy football, like during the week all you're doing is like, should I pick up this guy, like waivers or free agency? Yeah, exactly. Or like looking at the bye weeks, going, should I pick up this guy now because three weeks from now my star wide receiver is going to have a bye week and then I'm going to be short there. And I want the quality guy. Do I want to handcuff someone, you know, the, on a, on a waivers or free mm-hmm. agency? Like that's what you're contemplating. But yeah, you, how much mental energy do you have to put into that? But actually making your lineup, like you could do that. You see, you know who's playing and everything. You see the injury reports and just like, okay, I'm going to start my guy. I mean, you could not wake up Sunday morning and still be fine, right? Usually, I mean, other than being dead, right. But all of that, when you play with friends, and like that's why, like come, the whole with the FanDuel and the friends leagues and whatever, it's like it's a different. Who are you converting over to 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 pay for paid I, I, contests? Yeah, I I kind of think it should have worked for uh, FPL, just because the the concept is kind of there, uh, similar to like what I was saying with the NFL, but I think. There are just way too many. Maybe I'm underestimating how many people play season-long FPL for money. But there aren't many. They're really, right. it's the small. That's what it seems. Even even the number of like friends or office pools together are small. Whereas fantasy football, I think, I mean, we've seen it. It's there are plenty of people who play season-long fantasy football for money, even among their friends, and even if it's not that much money, the the moving that to DraftKings or FanDuel or wherever makes sense because you're like, oh, we we do this already, and you know how your guy got hurt in week – Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and so now your team is done. Let's play in this other format where you can pick anybody else. Like that was kind of the draw for my friends. And they're like, I don't want to have to check waivers every Tuesday and Wednesday. Like that, that the midweek work is gone, at least in terms of looking ahead beyond Sunday. But it's also stuff that they're already doing. Right. Like it's it's like that's that's what like FPL like FPL you don't F, truthfully in FPL you don't have to do it seems like you do but you don't have to do as much work as you'd have to do for daily fantasy. Not even close. Right. I mean you have to the weird like who's on a double game week, you know, are you going to take your your hit, your transfer, whatever, whatever. I mean, there are, there are a lot of strategic considerations that you could contemplate. But as far as, like, the, quote, work is concerned, like, there's really, it's like, I have my guys, in the, who am I starting today? Who, right. who am I making up to the, uh, Chelsea's playing garbage team, I'm going to transfer in, you know, and take Hazard and transfer this other guy out type of thing. I mean, how much work there, there needs to be done? You have to worry about crosses and, like, all the daily stats that are for, uh, for like, DraftKings and FanDuel even. I mean, FanDuel's worse. Uh, like you don't have to consider that for FPL. Most of the guys that we play on DraftKings, you don't play on FPL. Yeah, 
right? Not cash, at least, yeah. Right. Well, that that's I'm just saying. As far as yeah. like, like t- typically, your Yahoo is the closest to FPL. The guys that you would yep. play on FPL, you would play on Yahoo. Out of all the score, the scoring systems that we have in daily fantasy, so to convert those people over is easier because at least it's like you're thinking the same, you're doing the same work mm-hmm. in a way. But DraftKings and FanDuel nowhere close. So now you're going to have to learn a new scoring system and do work that you weren't already going to do. And if you were playing FPL in the United States, like how many paid leagues are there? Right. In the United States. Because one, I, I think a, a lot of people don't realize that like, like fantasy sports was invented by Americans. And I'm not. I'm not saying this so I'm like ah, I'm an egotistical American, you know, exceptionalism, and the rest of the world is who cares what they do, but it was, fantasy sports is is a byproduct of of Americans playing it, more so than Europeans or Asians or, but in all of the other markets, like sports betting was around way. I mean, it's underground here. I mean, sports betting already always existed. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of. It's not mainstream here because it's you can't just walk in and place a bet on anything. Right. So There's it, no William it, Hill every every corner. Right. It, it's 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 a see if if you're if if you're betting on sports in the United States, uh, the public, the people, if if you were out at a, at a at a gathering of thirty people and your colleagues and work people, or whatever, and go, it's like yeah, I bet on sports every weekend. Like most of those people will look at you and go, oh, you're you're a degenerate. Gambling, addict, <laughs> right. right? Like it, it's looked at. It's not. It's not a mainstream. It's actually a. It, it's a negative implication. Yeah. Right. Right. So you don't share that. You don't go like, "Hey, I'm betting on this side." Or you should bet on. But the rest of the world, it's just normal. It's not necessarily considered. Like here, well, here in Kentucky, like going to the horse track, that's not considered to be a degenerate behavior. Not here in Kentucky, at least. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or even going to the casino. Like, it's been yeah. normalized enough. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the casino. Oh, I want some on slots or whatever. Like, now, if you're doing that, like, every day, you'd be considered a degenerate gambler amongst your social circles. But, like... Probably. But, yeah, they're playing... I mean, there's a the casino over the river here in Louisville. And no one... If you say, I'm going to the casino, go, oh, have a good time. Like, yeah. it's, it's considered entertainment. But if you said, hey, I'm going uh I'm going to call up my bookie to bet on this college football game. You'd be like, wow, I didn't realize that you were like that guy. That guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. But fantasy sports, on the other hand, like that's considered norm. Like like what I <laughs> playing daily fantasy on DraftKings because it's fantasy sports and not, quote, gambling or sports betting is considered like, oh, you're just playing fantasy. Like just like if I if I if I played high stakes leagues. Like even season-long leagues, people would come to you for questions. Like that's mm-hmm. looked at the positive in a social circle to be like, "Oh, you play, oh, you won, and some like national football, you know, whatever they do in Las Vegas, you know, like all the the high stake, high like ten thousand dollar leagues type of thing." It's like, yeah, I, I make money every year playing a bunch of fantasy contests in different sports or whatever. It'd be like, "Oh, I, I want to sit next to that guy. That's interesting." You so you do this and you do uh, like. But you say that, oh, I, I make uh, that much money uh, betting on sports. You'd be like, I, I need to not have my children go over your house. <laughs> right? 
But in other countries, it's not. It's, it, it isn't that way. Right. But it's the opposite way of like sports betting is just mainstream and normal. So when you go, well, uh, hey guys, I play this fantasy sports game where uh, you pick people on the teams and then you then you do you put the the points together and they each have it sit and then and then people look at you sort of not in a negative way, but I think more of a how you would look at like a like like someone that played World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. It's a little nerdier. Right, you look at them and go, "You do all of that. Why can't you just go to William Hill and just bet like that Ronaldo's going to score? <laughs> like, why don't you just do that?" And in the mainstream, people even understand like, like line shopping, of yep, like like I I think Ronaldo I think Ronaldo's going to score two today. It's like, well, William Hill has two goals at at uh, at minus one twenty, but but Patty has minus one ten. So just make sure you go over there, you know, like that, like just like just like Walmart. Like going to shopping, like hey, mm-hmm. milk is cheaper at this store, so go to, like that's normal. But that it's not the same way here. But the the nerdy endeavor of fantasy sports is actually the mainstream thing here. So that's why when exactly. DraftKings and FanDuel they go to other markets outside of the United States and go, well, you know, fantasy sports, this is it daily. So now you're saying, you know, the thing that you find to be extre- extremely complicated and over complex compared to sports betting that only your nerdiest friends play. Well, now you could do that every day, every like, day. Right. <laughs> it's like that. No, if anything, you should be going to the sports betters and go, go. Are you tired of losing, you know, on, on bad lines and whatever like that? Well, now come and play against other people. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I think like that the the the. DFS platforms are. The the innovate uh, there there probably are sites already in Europe that do it, uh, and it, it would once sports betting is legal in the United States, I think uh, the format of daily fantasy will change. I think the salary cap formats will still exist, but I think it would be more uh, think of the same contest types of like you have a, the five dollar corner kick right, but it's a contest of of a, a betting card. Not of a player team. Yeah. Like if you said if if you went to the Europe, I I pre- I'm pretty sure if you went to Europe and say you could play every day and on on this the slate that was here of you know that we just played with Burnley less you know it's all those games you know and uh, the money lines or whatever and obviously you know like if you take Liverpool like you're not going to get many points from them. Yep. Right, because they're a minus whatever type of you know. You know, It'd be like take, parlay cards, right? Like, right, basically parlay cards. But you're not, but you're not playing. You're not putting in five bucks. And like, if you get all of these things right, your five dollars turns into two hundred and fifty. You know, like, and if you don't, you lose the five dollars. You're just playing against other people. Yeah, so there's a thousand people in this contest, and whoever amasses the most point, whoever's the most right, wins twenty percent of the prize pool. Right. But you're still you're, you're entering the like. The same guy that's going to be like, I'm going to bet on Palace and I'm going to bet on the Huddersfield over, you know, like that type of thing, could just go on and go, well, I'm going to play, I'm going to, th- I'm going to play a, 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 a three, a three-way contest, a seven-way contest. Like a three-way contest would be all you have to do is pick three things. Mm-hmm. And obviously there'll be a lot of ties, uh, but obviously there'll be a lot of more things to pick from. But then you, there's, you know, the roster seven propositions. And maybe maybe some of the things that you could maybe you have to roster uh, three money lines, two over unders, and a prop. Right. 
And then, like, that, like, the payout of all of that, like, the like the normal sports payout of, like, you know, like, yes, if you bet on Liverpool and you put that as one of your money lines at minus 400, like, your fictional, sa- your, the fictional money that you're spending is 100 bucks or whatever. Like, obviously, if you win that, it's not like you get much. But the guys that want to put it on Bournemouth, like, if they win that, like, Bournemouth and, like, two bad bets could probably cash them in a contest. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same thing as, you know, playing, you know, a, a, a crappy 3K guy, a center back that scores a goal type of type of strategy. Right? But it fits in within the actual behaviors of people in Europe and right. Australia and Asia. They're already betting on games as it is. Now all you're saying is that, like, you want to you come to some place where, like, you don't even have to win your bets. You just have to be better than other people. I think that's that's such a significant draw of you're actually doing what you were doing, but instead of going up against a betting house, you're going up against regular people, which right. sounds a lot easier. Whether right. it is or not, I assume it's not. I assume it is, but it sounds much easier. Right. Well, I mean, think, but think in terms of if I pull five people off the street right now that never watch soccer, and I go, pick five teams to win this weekend. And I pick five. Most likely, I'm going to do a shot. They don't even know the teams. They're going right. by, like, I like the color of the jersey right. type of thing. So it, it shows a skill element to it already. Because we're comparing it to people that already know. They go, like, how hard is it to, like, I'm going to pick this. and this. Like, how many times do we get on this podcast on Monday and go, uh, the game that was supposed to have zero goals had five. Right. Right? The game was supposed <laughs> to have a lot of goals, and it was two nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 it happens enough of the time that, uh, putting the things all together, that's kind of the skill element. That's the thing that would appeal to someone like me. Uh, but it's not a matter of picking eight proposition bets. Or, you know, you have to pick three money lines, three over-unders, a prop, and a whatever. You know, what, whatever slots that would be. It's a matter of which ones and what spy. I mean, it's the same considerations that we say before. Do you play Townsend or Kabai? Do you play... Salah, but then you can't play this other thing, right? right? Yeah, and correlation. Like, if you're gonna take, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take the Liverpool. Uh, I'm gonna take Liverpool on the money line plus the over plus Salah to score a goal. Right. Like that would be for GPP correlative. If all those things happen, you gain all of that on your competitors. But the leverage play would be to bet on the Bournemouth draw on the draw in that game. Uh, the under, and a Begovic clean sheet. Yes. Top. Yes. Right. Now, most likely, now you could lose all three at once, obviously. But if you get all <laughs> three of them, it's going to be so low owned. Because remember, this is you're playing against other people, so there's an ownership to this. But the the game that I'm describing right now, to me, that's less appealing to Americans who didn't grow up on sports betting mainstream, but grew up on fantasy sports mainstream. But it appeals to a betting mainstream public like the rest of the world, right? Like that, that that makes much more sense. That's why trying to convert, you know, like sports betters to to be a fantasy sports person, like these are different demographics. I think DraftKings looks at and all these sites look at them like the same. Play with your friends. It's like, well, they're pl- they don't care about money. Right. Yeah, they'll, if you offer a free platform, they'll play on it, but you're not going to make any money off of them. 
if it's better what than what they're playing on, but but they're putting in twenty dollars and they, but they're not they're truthfully not playing for the money. They're playing mm-hmm. for pride, and the people that are playing for the money, like they're either betting on sports or then they're not playing fantasy when it comes to the rest of the world. It's also rake free. That's, Meaning that's when you true. play with your friends. Well, if you play for a stat service or something, if you have premium upgrades on your whatever, right. I don't know. I don't Which know. Most I don't. Most. I would assume at this point, most don't. Yeah, everyone Unless, has their buddy who collects the money, spends it, and then has to figure out what happens at the end of the season when he has to pay out. It's pretty. <laughs> that's standard. what happens. What's that? That's what happens. I think that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a buddy like that. Well, they just. I'm going to collect all the money, then spend it, and then not pay it out. He eventually pays it out. Oh, eventually. But it's very clear that he spends it immediately. You have a bank account. You put it in. Yeah, and then it comes right out when he goes out. <laughs> right out of the bank account. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, if anyone has any follow-up on that huge discussion about the future of Daily Fantasy Sports or about Tom Carroll from before, I doubt you do, uh, you can find Jordan on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. I am at Rotowire Andrew. We're available in the Rotowire Slack chat, which is available for subscribers. We're mostly in soccer, but uh, have you been in the baseball one much? You play much baseball GPV uh, in, the, in the past two weeks? No, but I mean, I, I will be. Yeah. As it gets warmer, you'll see me more in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Masters, I was at golf, mm-hmm. basketball mm-hmm. playoffs. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm always, I, I've always got Slack open on my screen, so it doesn't mean that I, I'm like I'm never. If I'm not responding to something, if it's not directed to me, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I'm not reading it. Or if I have something to say, I will say it. I mean, I'm, I'm always around. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, but, uh, hey, if anyone from the Daily the Fantasy platforms, they, maybe they listen to like, oh, well, he has all the answers. Mm-hmm. Right? Why didn't we do this a while? I, I'm sure someone from the, from the UK or somewhere is going to tell me about uh, multiple sites that do exactly what, exactly what you're trying to do. Right. It sounds too obvious. <laughs> right, because to me it sounds too obvious to do right. of like someone trying to turn sports betting into a fantasy sport in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like that would, to me, seem obvious. Yeah. But of course, coming from the United States, everything they look at us and go, like, "Why is sports betting illegal?" Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Thank you to Starting Eleven for sponsoring the podcast. And Jordan, I will talk to you on Thursday to preview. Whatever contests we get. Whatever. I don't know. We'll preview something. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.